Jackal loves stray dogs. Beastie loves to loaf. Hear what they say about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said now. Legal Council is brought to you by Rugby Pass, the premier destination for rugby and league fans in Asia. Streaming international test matches, state of origin, the NRL, the rugby championship, and more to your device wherever you are in Asia. Every match on Rugby Pass is available live and on demand and is carried in HD quality with adaptive streams to match your connection. Welcome back to Legal Council. As always, we'll be calling Jack, board member, Hong Kong Rugby League. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, mate. I'm looking forward to a very good show. We've had some pretty positive... I've had some pretty positive feedback from some people over the last couple of weeks so hopefully they can wherever they listen to this whether it's on the dunny it's on their ride to work it's on their train to work it's um where else would you listen to it you reckon well apparently yeah we're quite big in trains and we're also quite big in the corporate world when people want to take time out and they bring their earphones sneak them into a toilet a, a disabled toilet um and do a half an hour session and punch out some legal counsel there so i've heard a few people tell me that but um yeah, what's the, oh, positive, what's the positive feedback that you've heard? Uh, feedback stuff like, um, what was it? Oh, just like, yeah, it's, it's good. People just say it's good <laughs> and that. And uh, also a guy said, a couple of guys have said, you guys picked the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors leading 16-0 and relinquishing a lead like that. We did. I said there's a couple of things that, if you look up inevitability in the dictionary... Was it the inevitability one? If yes. we were good at podcasts, we'd actually get that snippet and it, it put it into this show. Yeah, I know. But, hey, we're, we're on a basic editing scale. On a 1 to 10 of editing, I'm at a 2.5. And, and I do cut corners. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I try and, like, press all the fancy little buttons. And, you know, and that's an hour and a half. But I've got it down to a fine art where my editing takes 45 minutes. And I'm only really pressing now three or four different... Um, I guess sound optimizing techniques. Um, yeah, so, yeah. you know, you know those, but you know, you can get those like um, Filipino like personal assistants. Mm-hmm. Should we get one of those? And they just, basically we just send it to them on Monday morning or Sunday night, just totally unedited. Yeah, and then they just have to like make it into like a professional. You know, they're not that cheap. They charge about fifteen peso an hour or something. Yeah, well, I guess that's where we had last week's show. I. I I've probably cut too many corners, but I've been clicking this cutting out silences. And if you listened to last week's show before I re- reposted it, it was cutting off, you know, every half of a sentence. It was pretty poor to yeah. listen to. I got yeah. a lot of um, bad feedback early next, early last week. And Yeah, you're right. The, the positive feedback was at the end of last week. So, um, And, you know, looking at the stats on SoundCloud, um, we're up to around 2,000 weekly listens each show. Um, and our biggest audience, would you believe it or not, is in Great Britain. Um, I think that's our love for Super League and also um, to our partners, Rugby Pass, that have a big British audience. So thanks again. Hang for on, hang pass. on. No, 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 no. We're, that is absolute cod's wallet for that's one of a better term. That's true, mate. I tell you. Mate, we don't mention anything about Super League, and I think we've alienated a few of the UK people. No, we always talk about our love for Sammy Burgess and our love for other British That's forwards. That's not Super League. He hasn't played there for seven years. Yeah, well, what are, we generally like strong international rugby league. We're international rugby league purists. Oh, yeah, definitely. But you you, 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 you haven't respected... Oh, my God, Rabbitohs have scored again. Um, you haven't respected the Super League game since Bradford were a force. When the Paul brothers were there, Robbie Hunter oh, they, and... Robbie Henry Hunter Paul, who's now a DJ in Bradford. He's also he was the player development manager for Bradford as well, I think. Yep. Yeah, oh shoot, you do know a little bit about Super League. He's also um, a hairdresser. 
as a second um, qualification, which when it's, you think about it, back in the day, like hairdresser, hairdresser as a profession was just, yeah. there's a 98% chance that you're homosexual and yeah. it didn't really, you know, if you said someone's a male hairdresser, they would have got lambasted about being homosexual. Now it seems to be um, a profession that really defies gender preference and everything. It's just like, you know, any run-of-the-mill bloke, up and down, whatever, which, well, way you, which way you prefer, you do look at hairdressing and there's no real sort of stereotypes. No, and, and you're right. It's probably one of the last jobs that we actually go from the digital revolution, you know what I mean? Like, how far away are we from putting, like, a cap on that can just go, give you a mohawk or a mullet mm-hmm. or a number three? You know, in fact, that shouldn't be that hard to invent. But, What's... you know, people still like going to the hairdresser and having that personal... Um, you know, interplay. In fact, the hairdressing I get done here, because I can't stand it. I just go to a Chinese fella, so they can't speak any English, which is brilliant, because I don't want to talk to anyone. Well, and it costs me to get one for 40 Hong Kong, which is basically 40 about $7 Aussie. Don't think many people so, would get so a $7 Aussie haircut. you don't like to haircut. talk to your hairdresser? I quite enjoy it. I've had the hairdresser. I don't like to move hairdressers. Once I get one, even if they're average, I'll stick with them forever. Because it's just a niggly thing to go and find a new hairdresser. Because if you go to a new one, you have to go through that whole bullshit conversation about what you want. I want to walk yeah, to a hairdresser, quite. and they just know, all right, this guy's, as he has every time, he's having a short back and sides. And then I'm going to maybe alternate a millimetre or two off the top just to sort of, like, do something different. But if you get yeah, a okay, new so one, you if have you're, to Put your shoes in the head, put yourself in some, like, flash sort of hairdressing shoes yeah. if a bloke came to your salon and just as soon as he sat up in the chair put his headphones on and listened to legal counsel yes. would you be gutted or disappointed or like oh sweet I don't have to talk to him well I think hairdressing as a profession is ultimately as much about the hair as it is about the conversation it's like old school barmen and bartenders and bar ladies when there was no yeah. TVs that's yeah, what yeah, I reckon yeah, we're yeah. missing in pubs these days is if I was to bring out a pub um, I would hark back to, you know, whenever pre-TV was, I'm guessing 50s and earlier, and I yep. wouldn't have TVs in there. And you'd just have We're the just art of conversation. Based. And you'd have yeah, your bartenders right. skilled up, great banter, and they would be the entertainment. What I do notice going back to Australian and New Zealand pubs, when I'm like, I'll go down to watch the league with you fellas and then we'll go to Foresters, is the time wasted lining up for beers. Like, mm. I honestly believe that in Asia... You get better value for money going to a pub because basically you don't have to leave your seat because you're always getting table service. Table service is the biggest lost opportunity for publicans in this side of the world. But it's it's because of the employment laws, isn't it? And it also gets you very drunk because if you don't have table service and you actually have to spend that time lining up for a beer, it does put a dent into your consumption time. What about the table service you can get in Vegas? I mean, you're there and... Yeah, sometimes you pay to get in like 300 bucks for a yeah. table or something per head but they give you three bottles of full strength I know well what I about mean, that what the time hell are you supposed to do other than get paralytic and I remember what about that time in Miami but like where I just like and I'm one of those guys they put three big grey goose on the table I'm not going to leave with them not empty <laughs> You vomit into an ice bucket. I went to the toilet and saw another <laughs> bloke that I happened to be in business with, like asleep, leaning against a wall at a urinal. Like he's <laughs> mid piss, he's fallen asleep. Like, how do you do that? It's not responsible serving of alcohol, is it? 
No, which I guess takes you back to this side of the world. Table, a responsible table service, there's a lot to be said about that. Exactly. And then, so what they they can see if you've had too much to consume. So they're almost looking after you like a nanny state, like what we are getting now in our great game. Oh, God. I mean, is do there anything you that you can do that's actually mildly physically aggressive in our game anymore? I mean, you can get a good, decent tackle in under the rib cage. But I still, I don't know, I, know, I want to ask you, were you pro the shoulder charge ban? I am, but it's a, we have discussed this at the show before. I'm pro the shoulder charge, but like anything... Pro means you're for it, right? I'm for it. But any shoulder charge that hits the head, I would police that so almost like as harsh as you possibly can. So if a shoulder charge touches the, sho- you get eight the shoulder, weeks. someone in the head, I'd give you eight weeks away. So you exactly. really and I, I, I'm timing. completely in your... Because um, I actually because you can actually do a tackle using your arms that does as much damage as a shoulder charge. Um, the other thing is... So you'll know more about this, this HIA stuff, and it sounds like McManus is taking the NRL to court. Is this, yep. is this true? Fair dinkum. So, what what, so what's happened in the NFL? Well, I think the NFL basically, and I can't, I'm pretty sure they've just done, there's a big class action um, from a lot of former players, and there's quite a few um, guys that died. Um, They signed up to this um, sort of petition. I think it might have something to do with that concussion movie with Will Smith, which is apparently horrific. But um, they signed up and they gave their brains to to study, and they've just come out with some, like, real shocking kind of um, findings shows that you know the state of the people's brains that have played football and the amount of hits they've taken and, and blah 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 but 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 isn't it and I don't know if this argument ever comes out in the, in the debate about the NFL sports these guys well okay NFL don't get probably paid as much as any uh, NBA and baseball players and stuff but mm. lots of people do professions where they know the risk of what they do right whether you're a a deep Davis sea diver money, where you're working at very high pressures yeah. underwater diving and, you know uh, mining and you get and you get rewarded quite handsomely for it like the, like these blokes do the problem with the NFL is the players don't have any power do they well that's debatable again but I mean the biggest thing for me about the NRL is that they don't really give a shit about concussions because if they did the only person I can remember in the last three to four years I'm sure there's a couple more that I'm not forgetting. Is Roger Tuivasa-Sheck after round two versus Melbourne took the next week off because of a concussion? Now I had yep. numerous concussions, probably about nine or ten, yeah. and I remember getting told wow. early doors to, um, by some doctor or something saying that if you get th- a concussion, you should stand down for three weeks, and if you get three in a season, you should <laughs> never play the game again. Wow. And if you remember Jeff Tuvey, I mean, he used to get knocked out for fun. Like, he was walking around, and then the classic, you know, when he's walking up and falling over like a boxer, and yeah. it's just like, that was Tuvey, and, you know, the amount of hits that he took. But, but right empirically, now, you're getting, you're getting but empirically Tuvey is, what, mid-40s now, going on 50. He seems like he's living quite a decent life I mean to be fair he has to go to Bradford to coach which but is pretty hard on anyone short term memory now I don't know if this is just the perils of being a 5 year old but I, my short term memory now is absolutely cooked and I was saying to a couple of mates the other day I reckon it's got something to do with concussions but I can't yeah, remember okay. what I did Three. yesterday 
I got concussed. Um, when was it? Like in a league game a year or so ago? Oh, yeah. And then I couldn't... The next month, I basically couldn't focus at work. I was pretty much just like a... As I couldn't focus on anything. I was fucking hopeless. Mm. And I, I, that was just the short-term um, issues with it. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, it does... Uh, agree. If you, and it makes you think playing league amateurly is absolutely bloody stupid mm. at my age. Mm. Yeah, well, it's physical sport it sort of puts a... Yeah, the, the scariness of concussions in that definitely um, make you... I think that um, social contact sport must have just taken an absolute dive in the last 10 years with all the concussion findings because people who are 25 and get a job like they're just thinking fuck me what's the point yeah much, uh, but much. no but you're saying it's well they they still playing bull rush at school no they banned that years ago what yeah well they banned it in our era didn't they and how do they police it do they have like a teacher out on the fields i'm sure there's like some covert bull as rush you going know, as you know a bull rush game you don't just it's not just happenstance. You don't just, you know, a teacher doesn't just like walk into it. You can smell a game of bull rush. It's like when the wind changes. <laughs> I always remember that when the wind changed at high school, it was when the Norwest blew through. It's when fights happened. It's when, yeah, yeah. you know, the most amount of fights happens when the wind changes because I think adolescent males just go fucking mental. It's like a zoo. And what about... What about when your heart misses a beat? When you're just having there sucking on a juicy or a filled roll, and then boom, just this whole horde of people starts running past you in a different direction. It's like they're running away from a like a, a American school shooting, but they're actually running towards the great magnet of schoolboy um, fun, which is a fist fight. Primal instincts when there's an hour lunch break. It's a warm wind and there's either a fight or there's a game of bull rush you, I just don't feel like you can get hurt in a game of bull rush like that it's like no, you take a tackle you and it's you chilling, just it's adrenaline mate the adrenaline is just flowing I remember we had and, a game oh my god and oh my Alex god. Johnson just scored a fifth try sorry the Rabbitohs just oh the Rabbitohs are doing one on the okay. Panthers I'm looking at the ladder right now right the Rabbitohs are on 14 points they're about to go on 16 equal with the Panthers the Warriors and the Raiders. Their differential was minus 55 today, and the Panthers is plus 29. The Panthers are in danger of this loss here is going to completely fuck them for um, probably to even make the eight potentially because they're losing about 40 points off their differential here. And the Eels, their only saviour is the fact that the Eels are in eighth place, wanting, begging to be um, pegged back. So are the Dragons. The Dragons and the Eels, I'm going to call it now... Storm Sharks, Manly, who I a couple of weeks ago said that they were, you know, they could get, they are a dead set playoff team. Roosters, Broncos, Cowboys, done. You know, Michael yep. Morgan is, he has stepped up. Let's talk about Michael so, Morgan. So second. basically, there's one more spot left in the eight. There's two. Dragons and Eels are vulnerable. But then the, the, the okay. biggest disappointment is that the Panthers, Warriors, and Raiders, the teams that should be pouncing, have just all fallen flat on their face repeatedly. But let's go back to Michael Morgan. Talk about Michael Morgan. How good is this guy? When I first saw him in first grade, I thought, here goes just another bum who they're pairing with Jonathan Thurston. Um, You know, every year there's someone different. Travis Burns, yuck. You know, Justin Smith, yuck. Um, They had Ray Thompson, yuck. 
Well, he's um, been up to check. I think Rod Jensen might have played a little bit of halves. That um, was Josh the early Hannay days. Josh sometimes played in the halves. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was actually who have partnered with him in the 2005 Grand Final? Uh, it was Fien. Fien. No, it wasn't. Fien left the year before. Yeah, you're right. He came to the Warriors. So, yeah, you're right. It was Justin Smith. I think it might have been Justin Smith, who was a bad player. Um, and they just never yep. had that guy. And then Michael Morgan, it was two years ago where he just had the season from... And he was playing fullback, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, Matt Bowen was injured and he was playing to play fullback and Ray Thompson might have been in the halves. And he just started going great guns because he had a bit more freedom. And he's the most player. Him and Cameron Munster... The other two most improved player in the comp in the last 18 months. They've gone from strength to strength. Michael yep. Morgan, did you see what he did last night to the Raiders? It was no, incredible. I didn't, but I heard about it. He laid on... His speed, isn't oh, he? He's purely he's speed, strong. isn't he? He's tall, he's big. He could play 13 if he had to. But he's put, yeah, the, he's put the Cowboys on their back. They've lost their two best players in Thurston and... Sorry, two of their three best players in Thurston and Matt Scott. Yeah. And he has willed them on against the Panthers and the Raiders, two teams you thought they would have lost to in the old days when you knew that if Thurston didn't play, they were gone. But you don't take anything away from Tormalolo and keeping them together either, though. And Colin Hess. I just like the Cowboys now. Like, the Cowboys, they're sitting in sixth place on 22 points. And you don't like them that they're a grand final opportunity, do you? That, that would not shock me. No, but what are the odds? I mean, if they can get deep, surely Thurston can come back. Nah. God, it's sad, isn't it? Nah. Tell you what. I'll tell you what, he would have been a great... In fact, in the World Bull Rushing Champions, Jason Tomololo would be a freak. You just... I mean, all right, Bull Rush. Let's talk about NRL and Bull Rush. There's guys that you just don't fucking go near. Fafita, Tomololo, Tapao, <laughs> Brad Takarangi... <laughs> Um, Leila oh, that, they would just—you know—those guys that just situate themselves in the middle of the bull rush field. They don't, and then they have all the fucking pussy. Sorry about language. That go wider. Oh, and which I probably made a career out of. And then you know, when there's three or four people, then you can kind of come in and gang tackle. But would yeah, yeah. be a better bull rush player than Sammy Burgess? Oh, he would fire up too. I mean, I can't see necessarily. You know, your classic rugby. We're just talking about big blokes. I think Tepai Moroa. Could, could actually yep. be a decent ball rush What player. about Willis Mead? Yeah, quote. Who's he signed with? No, nah, he's just concentrating on boxing now. No, nah, no, he signed during the week. I'll just pull it up for you. No, he did not. He did because he got in trouble with the Roosters, right? Yeah, this is years ago. He has ago. just signed for the Eels. Really? Parramatta. Yep. Last, wow. last week. He is, he is a superstar. That's brilliant for rugby league. That's a coup. Yeah. See that um, they said that Lee... He had a he he got in trouble at the Roosters at one hundred and forty five kg. Willis, and he, no, he's not. Yep, it's one hundred forty five kg, and he got in trouble because he it he made, tried to fight a Chinese taxi driver. This is like three. You're talking about news from three or four years ago. No, I know. I'm just telling people why he's, he got one hundred forty five kg. He is not. I follow him on Instagram. Okay, but if he was you made, just made, tell the listeners that you made that up. No, I'm reading it off the Daily Telegraph website right now. Does it, where does it say 145 kg? Because I'm going to okay. bring up and complain. Okay. Let me just read this. Para- let me just read these two paragraphs to say I'm not. Okay, this is about Willis Meehan. 
A rugby league prodigy once described as Nick Sonny Bill Williams asked a taxi driver, do you want to die, before holding his hand in the shape of a gun to the driver's head. At 145 kgs, Willis Meehan had a significant weight advantage over terrified taxi driver Ki Ping Wu. <laughs> so that's this is the guy that we are hoping is going to be a freak in the uh, Eels and White V. The Eels, as I've said on numerous occasions, they are the jail blazers of this competition, aren't they? They've had a lot of guys that have done time. A lot. Yeah, they do, you're right. They are. Oh, they are. And that's why I, I, I'm sort of scared of the Eels. They could, when they, if everything clicked, but then they've got this this choir boy at, at oh, 5'8". fuck's sake. He is just, yeah. <laughs> he, how, who, I can't, no. Nah. I'm going to make this a Moses-free zone. I cannot go again. I can't go again. But what I do think okay. that, yeah. do you think the Eels, when you know they started to sort of collect a handful of you know guys with questionable records and reputations, yeah. do you think they go, let's just keep going here? Like, let's just keep building this image? Because if anything, you know, we might not win the game, but people will walk out there going, fuck, I don't know if I want to play the Eels. Why not? They've got nothing else to lose. Exactly. They are. I mean, our club is hopeless. Mm-hmm. But they'd have to be one of the most underachieving clubs of all time, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah. But I mean, they had a they heyday had a in the eighties. They won but three they comps have, in a row, mate. Yeah, but I just think from what they're, they're in the rugby league heartland, they have so much as a supporter base. The problem with the uh, Eels, though, they don't have that many juniors. This is the thing that surprises me the really? most when I'm living in Sydney. The Eels and the Bulldogs don't have that many homegrown local juniors, which shocks me. That means that people aren't playing league out there. I don't know what they're doing. Penrith, they're a junior, junior nursery, but um, yeah. those other teams, you know, a lot of juniors come from the Tigers out west and stuff. You don't yeah. see that many coming from the Eels or the Bulldogs, which are two huge Western Sydney clubs. Yeah. Hey, um, one thing I did pick up, oh my God, the Rabbitohs have scored again and AJ gets five. Oh, they've called it back, sorry. Um, have you seen the advertisements on the side on the sidelines these days? Uh, Have they... I haven't noticed anything different. Well, they're dynamic, so they move. Yeah, like most while the, the game is going on, and it is absolutely off-putting. So I was watching uh, the game today, Tigers. No, it was actually no the Rabbitohs Panthers, and there was a a pass that went out to the winger. And you got mixed up where the ball was because the bloody sideline advertising had a ball going up and down. Now, we need to stamp this out of the game, these dynamic advertisements, before they change a game. They change a game, a decision. will go the wrong way because of these dynamic advertisements. We need to say it now, and legal counsel has got to put a stand against dynamic advertising on sidelines. I couldn't give two shits about it. Um... To be honest, but hey, it's the same will, as every other sport. Us a grand final spot or something. Yeah, but because they, the ref pull, gets pull it mixed up. The, the grand final is sacred. Now I remember watching a NBA game back in the day, and Larry Bird was shooting free throw, and the whole crowd behind him were pulling up centerfolds of Playboys. Like they really? legitimately had porn showing it. Now, sure, you can't do that, but you know they have those like what do you call them, thunder sticks or whatever. Like yeah, yeah, moving yeah. Them, every home ground in the NBA, like I'm moving those up and down. They're legitimately trying to put them off. So it's just the crowd, mate. If you play at a crowd, so you, I'm for it. 
So you okay? So that's interesting. So if you played at the Warriors, mm. um, you could, if drums. you were the Warriors head of marketing, you could get a, get away from the advertising revenue, which I don't think they actually have a control of. It's probably done through the NRL centrally, mm. but you could have a go at like the winger that's standing on that side going, "Oh, your sister's a librarian." Looks like a, a dropped pie or something. Really get under their skin. Yeah. actual personal stuff it reminds me of when I remember talking to one of my mate's old man and he was telling me about in the 60s that in the big school um, rah-rah inter-match um, school game that, that yeah. you know when the huckers are so big in New Zealand that he said they wanted to put off the opposition so he gave everyone a newspaper everyone in the crowd a newspaper and when they did the haka, he said their whole crowd held up a newspaper as if they weren't watching theirs. And then he encouraged us to do it. So we did the same thing. Um, and we handed out newspapers. And then when the opposition did a haka, we, everyone in the whole crowd, there's a photo of it, were holding up a newspaper like, as in they weren't watching. That's so, stupidest. That's stupidest <laughs> thing we've heard and disrespectful to the Māori culture. But it's more like just it's disrespectful to the opposition. That we weren't yeah, watching. but you've, uh, culturally, you've, you've made a real balls up there. Have I? Yep. I just think it's just banter, just like we've been talking about. Um, you've got something that I've called ridiculous. Okay, I just think I want, the I'll, goal kicking in our game is still a big part of it, right? So, yeah. and if you have a if you so if you go out to a game without a goal kicker, actually, I'm warming to this idea, by the way. Okay, if you go out to the game without a goal kicker, mm-hmm. you're stuffed. Mm-hmm. You've got to like score double the amount of tries in the opposition. Mm-hmm. So what I'm suggesting, and it could be, could we could trial it at Queensland Cup, New South Wales Cup, is the guy that scores the try has to kick the conversion. So generally, wingers score more tries, right? Mm-hmm. Wingers do stuff all anyway, so they can just go at training and do more practicing. And mm-hmm. you think about it, they only have to practice from the right side, and they'd only sort of practice. Um, from like five to zero to ten meters in, because that's basically on their side. That's basically where they'd have to kick I goals. I don't and mind it. You know scores, what? I don't mind it at all. Because if a prop scores, they're generally kick. at the middle, so they're not going to hard kick. But they just have to spend ten minutes after training, just from between ten and zero from the goalpost, putting it over. Okay. And I think it would just it would just add a different dynamic to our game. And then maybe it, even just make the conversion one. Now keep it two. It reminds me of cricket. In many ways, you've got bowlers that have to bat, don't you? So you've got exactly, tail enders, yeah. you've got Glenn McGrath or Chris Martin or Courtney Walsh has to come down and he's got the ability to win and lose a game because of his batting. And so that means it comes in and it's going to be the grand final. Andrew Fafita scores exactly. 10 metres to the left of the goalpost and he has to stop there and have a goal kick and imagine how that would change trainings you'd have people yeah but what about stuff like would you all of a sudden would you actually technically okay so if you score a runaway try Mm. you're basically going to score under the post anyway Mm -hmm. but if you run away try maybe your good kicker Mm. he has to be a good follower up or two so you can get the ball to him and he can actually get a goal you'd actually probably have a lot of people that score tries like let's say Sean Johnson waltzes over and then he's running around like touch. So you know how the dummy half yep. can't score in touch? And they're running around in the end goal looking for a kicker. 
That would, exactly. That, you know what? I rubbish this idea, but I'm. You, it's not before, bad. I, I just want to tell the listeners before the show, <laughs> I broached this and Ree Harry slagged the hell out of me. Uh, it's good to have turned you around. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm on it. I'm on it. And you see the storm the other night. Oh my god, they are. The th- there's two things that I love about the storm. One. There's three things, actually. One, Craig Bellamy. I think he's the greatest coach that's ever lived. Two, the ability for them to turn tradesmen or basically trash into treasure. And I just see that they have just made a trade mid-season for, to get Robbie Rocco Robbie Rich, down yeah. there, which is just a magnificent move. Robbie Rocco was brilliant for the Knights under Wayne Bennett. He's been a bit injured lately. He hasn't played much for the Rabbitohs this year. He will be quality, and he will play in the grand final this year. A quality player. And I've heard that they're actually going to bring Ryan Hoffman back next year um, from the Warriors. I don't think the Warriors are going to re-sign him. And they're just their ability to unearth talent as well, or attract talent. Now, Curtis Scott, I don't know if many people have probably heard that name before, but he is a freak. He's a tall, skinny centre that I haven't seen that kind of build in the centre for, for a while. Maybe a young Gaznia when he was a bit sort of taller than what um, the prototype center, you know, you kind of short, stocky, sort of more Jamie Lyons-style center. But this guy, and I did a little bit of research on him, 11 clubs tried to sign him. He's actually from the wow. Shire originally. Um, and the Storm obviously got him. He is freakish. He is absolutely brilliant. He's a future... So where, where's his background? What was his junior club and stuff? Where, uh, where, where's... I actually can't remember how to... Um, how to say the name but it's just south of the shire basically um okay so he's a new south welshman yeah he is actually give me two seconds the name and so if you're a young if you're a young <coughs> rugby bundina, league player, bundina bush rangers bundina, okay so that's south coast sort of area yeah just south of the shire uh, just south of cronell so you're saying 11 people 11, 11 other clubs rival 11 up. other rival nrl clubs tried to sign him oh up. yeah curtis scott um He's one of those. He's low to the ground. Good. Um, where he's his high to the gravi- ground. He's skinny, tall. No, but I think his center of gravity is quite low. All right. Um, and also, he just holds himself around a rugby league field. He reminds me a little bit of Connor Watson. Did you hear that the Tigers are going to sign Connor Watson? To be a grand fullback. a year, it's well worth it. And you know what? They're signing him to play fullback, which I heard that they were signing Lola here to play in the first place. So that means that already after four or five games, the Tigers have had to look at Lola here and gone, he's not going to be our first no, choice no, number no. six and he's not going to be our first choice number one because they've got Reynolds. So what does that mean for yeah. Lola here now? He did play quite well today though, but well, I mean, we legal counsel have told with if Cleary rang us up, we could have given him a tip before he signed him. Mm. But what's his position? I mean, is he, as a 23-year-old, someone who would have been rated as in the top three or four players under the age of 21 a couple of years ago, people just thought he was the next big thing. I mean, is is, is it that? Is it too early to write a player off? Is it that? It's just, whew, it's, it's a big call, isn't it? Uh, but he's had a lot of. I never. I mean, he was just a flashy and. Oh look, I don't, it's a sad story. But he was. He's a good player that would be awesome at fullback in the Super League. I think he. Should, I think his fullback's his best position. In Super League. 
Oh, it doesn't matter where he is. I mean, he could play. I thought he was going actually going to go all right for fullback for the Tigers, but um, anyway, I rate Connor Watson more than I rate Tuilola here. So, um, wow, wow, wow! Who's that fullback for the Panthers? Reese uh, Edwards. Dylan Edwards. Jeez, he's good little footballer, isn't he? He is. He's a, he's going to be there for a long, long time. Speaking of the Panthers, we sort of talked around that uh, big rumour, but see Gus Gould's come out this week and he said he felt compelled to comment in the media about how it was just a bunch of rubbish. And I have actually heard through a first grader who plays for the Sharks um, that he said it was rubbish as well. So it's 100% confirmed then? Mm, No, it's confirmed as much as you want it to be. Well, but why else would Tomato Martin leave? because they wanted to play more than at six. They want to play Dylan Edwards at one. Yeah. They've probably got other depth, and they've said, we've actually got Tamari uh, signed for a couple of years. We want to offload that contract. Um, let's get him off the books. And if you are the Storm, shit, that's a good... Uh, sorry, the um, the Cowboys. Cowboys, They must yeah. be just cock-a-hoop now to sign the 21-year-old. Um, and the fact that Thurston's out for the season, he's already scored a double on debut, and he didn't do much there, but... Um, Morgan at seven, Martin at six. That's that's fine. Yeah, and that's and you're right. I mean, Tamade might actually, you know, he's got some of the um, uh, comparisons against Benji Marshall, but he could probably imagine if he led them to a like a premiership, like the young Mary Amir. God, oh, it's, it's a bit of a stretch too far. But I mean, getting them maybe the second week of the playoffs would be a bloody good effort. But it wouldn't be on Martin. It would be Morgan who would be leading them around. Um, no, okay, who was um, Benji Marshall's halves pairing in that 2005? Scott Prince. Grand... What's that? Scott Prince. Yeah, okay, so why don't people talk about Scott Prince? So they do. They do. I don't... So it's like when, if if Morgan can lead the Cowboys to a premiership, they'll be talking about the Māori Amir Timare Martin. Maybe because of his age, they would if they did exactly. it this year. Because it would be the biggest upset in the NRL history if they won it this year. There'd be no well, no, no bigger upset. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it if would. Cap, well, because they don't have Thurston. Yeah, exactly. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of grand finals, if you're a betting man, could you see? Can you see any other scenario other than the Storm Sharks? Yes. <clears throat> what is it? And I don't know what it is yet, but we're so far out from it that anything can happen. And one thing about our game is things can happen and that's the beauty of it but I still I'm not dis, I'm not disagreeing that that's, that should be the favourite final because those two teams are just completion rates their accuracy is phenomenal hmm. I mean did just, you know um, yeah okay here's what did you know that the Bali bombings um, was the day before the 2005 grand final really yeah, interesting based. Yeah, quite a few Coogee Dolphins, I believe, were in that because they did a lot of fundraising down in Coogee. Um, quite a few tributes. I think that um, they there's a couple of blokes that played for them that were involved. Um, Spooner Palooza was today. The, the yep. Knights versus the Tigers. And the Tigers actually went down there and flogged them. Mm, exactly. I, 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 I refused that, to watch the game. I did not go. Did not put my eyes in. Front I watched of a bit of it, and I'll tell you what. I just about turned it straight because what? And I'm turned on to a Tigers game, right? And the Tigers aren't wearing orange. Bloody Newcastle were with their um 
Oh, with the you know, like, Hivers. Hivers trip. So it just didn't, didn't seem right. But I'll tell you what, and we mentioned it last week on the show, but gee, there's a decent crowd at McDonald Jones Stadium, formerly known as Hunter Stadium, formerly known as Marathon Stadium. They love their rugby league. They love it. And it was a beautiful, it's a beautiful rugby league ground it's too. So game. it was just a, so it just gives us, um, uh, it backs up our opinion that they don't really need to be good and people will still turn up in Newcastle. It is. Is there anything else to say about the Raiders? Uh, Are we well, to I death think... lately? What's wrong? Well, I'll, I'll give you some kudos, Rihade. You mentioned, yeah, we tried to put what was the problem and we sort of came up with the halves. Aiden Caesar was definitely mentioned, and uh, I think we both mentioned him. And he's actually went to the top of the William Medal leaderboard now. Mm. So the listeners out there that don't know what William Medal is, it's a sort of take the piss out of the Dalian Medal, named after one and only Willie Mason. But basically, um, a colleague, a, a guy of ours, that uh, a reporter that Bree Harry and I both respect, Nick Tadishi, he gives three points, two points, one point for the worst players on the field. Mm-hmm. In each premiership game, and Aiden Caesar's as of last night, Caesar is now the worst. Well, yeah, I can't say the worst player because the worst players don't play much. They obviously get kicked out after one game. Consistently uh, good, consistently bad first grader Aiden Caesar this year, which well, is unfortunate. I've always been a fan of him. He's replaced Mitchell Moses, and then in second place, you've got Kyle Felton, Josh McCrone. Sorry, third place. Then you've got Joey yep. Lelua and Moses Mbai in fourth place. James Maloney in fifth. Um, rounding out the top six is Matt Moylan and Michael Leisure. So, so James Maloney's in fifth. And doesn't that back up your saying the other day about these one side of the court players? It does. It does, mate. But, anyway, but he still gets played for Australia. He's a, good, he's a very good offensive player. And he obviously says he has a good halftime speech. Um, but there you go, mate. And you wanted to, to finish off, you wanted to say something about the Super League update or Hong Kong Super League update? Uh, Hong Kong Super League. So we had the uh, last, uh, sorry, the second to last round robin game last night. One Show Warriors won their first ever uh, thirding aside game, defeating the Valley Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a good game of football. Uh, so basically, it keeps our. Um, Met hopes alive for the grand final, uh, but we need Valley, uh, we need Kowloon Tigers to flog Hong Kong Scottish next week. Yeah, the Samoan boys—they really played well for us last who's, night. Who's looking um, like the man of steel for the Hong Kong um, Super League this year? I'd say uh, Tui Teniella or, or the, um, Hogan Tuamalai. Um, but the thing is, they're not even Samoan via the way of New Zealand. They're like fresh out of Samoa. Like as in so American not, Samoa or no, no, as in proper Samoa, Manu. Okay, nice. So, you know how? Isn't that interesting? Like they're so raw, and gee, they put some hits in, and yeah. then they go to New Zealand. New Zealand sort of, what does it say? It sort of rounds them out a bit, or just it changes them. It doesn't. They lose the rawness and the freshness. Hmm. But these guys are pure. How do you um, get them over to Hong Kong to play rugby league? Are they um, going for important well, opportunities? We have it, well? But they basically, as I said last week, Disneyland signed them up to oh, yeah, good, cool. be big tattooed, muscle-bound people, you know? Nice. But basically, you touch these guys, and they're just like granite. And they probably don't even go to the gym. I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. But I'll trust genetically, you. I trust you. No, but genetically, they have just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, the poor old Chinese fellas. <laughs> they don't stand a chance, do they? 
No. Poor old Chinese fellas. And then, hang on, one thing. You mentioned Cole Felt. Is Cole Felt that bad? No, he's actually he's good. Rocks is he the Rocks and Diamonds 13? He, I think he's past that. I think for his first three or four years of his career, he was in the Diamonds, the Rocks and Diamonds 13. Now he's actually just in a solid, he's a good player. Um, my my yeah. lasting memory of Cole Felt was going to the 2011 Grand Final and it was the under-20s final. And the Warriors, as they do, they're up probably plenty. The Cowboys came back. They probably blew a 20-point lead. The Cowboys came back, scored on full-time. Kyle felt right in front of the posts to win the game, misses it. It goes to extra time, and then the Warriors end up getting a field goal winning. So That's what that, I'm saying. He's that was my introduction to Kyle Felt. But um, actually, since then, I think it's since he's got a haircut, um, probably about eight weeks ago, seems to be more of a solid player. So we've sort of come full circle, haven't we? We're talking about haircuts at the start of the show and now finishing it. He's like one of those real athletes that can do what he can do well, but anything outside it, he sort of just can't do, you know? Exactly. exactly. Like if you see Usain Bolt trying to, like, um, pass a league ball, he Run looks retarded, like a newborn foal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else you want to hit before we before we go? Uh, no, nah, just follow us at uh, social media networks, Legal Council, if you want to ask any questions. That's probably the best way to get us and ask questions, isn't it, Rehari? It is, mate. It is. It's a um, yep, legal underscore council or email us as many people do. Um, but yeah, mate, good to hear your voice and uh, we'll chat to you next time. Gotta love your league. Gotta love your league.